The VPM Daily Newscast is sponsored by Kanawa Capital Management. Your financial life is unique, complex, and dynamic. Kanawa Capital Management's team of credentialed professionals has been helping its clients build wealth and confidence through personalized planning and informed investing since 1989. Learn more at cancap.com. That's K-A-N-C-A-P.com. You're listening to the VPM Daily Newscast, the recap of today's top stories in Central Virginia. From the VPM Newsroom in Richmond, I'm Benjamin Dolly. A group aiming to help elect Republicans is offering to collect voters' ballots and drop them off at polling stations. A recent advisory opinion from Virginia Attorney General Jason Miaris says the practice is legal under current state law. Ben Pavier with VPM News has more. Over the last several years, some Republicans have falsely linked ballot collection, or quote, ballot harvesting, with fraud. But Miares said in an opinion last week that the current state law is worded in a way that allows for the practice. University of Richmond law professor Hank Chambers agrees. The statute, just by its terms, seems to say that's okay. Seems a little weird, but that's what the statute seems to say. The opinion was requested by GOP delegate Kathy Byron, whose office didn't respond to requests for comment. A group calling itself Our United Voices has sent out flyers in Virginia offering to collect ballots and drop them off. The group has a minimal web presence and didn't respond to VPM News' questions. But a flyer from the organization says they're a group of, quote, like-minded Republicans who want to make sure voters get their ballots submitted. Ben Pavier, VPM News. A federal judge earlier this week denied a motion to suspend new state hemp regulations. A handful of hemp companies are suing the Commonwealth over limits state lawmakers placed on certain intoxicating chemicals in hemp products, according to a court filing. A spokesperson for Attorney General Jason Miares said the office is, quote, pleased with the court's ruling. In July, new regulations went into effect limiting the sale of intoxicating hemp products. Political experts say neither party has a clear lead heading into the General Assembly elections. WHRO's Ryan Murphy has details. Democrats are hoping they can keep the state Senate and take the House of Delegates. Either would rob Governor Glenn Youngkin of a General Assembly that would pass his more conservative priorities, like a 15-week abortion ban. But polling shows the election could go either way. Rebecca Bromley Trujillo is the director of research at Christopher Newport University's Wazen Center. The main takeaway there is that this is anybody's game. And since control is so dependent on very few seats, uh, this really could be a Republican trifecta. Races are tight in a handful of critical swing districts, like the 97th House District in suburban Virginia Beach. Political science professor Ben Molusky from Old Dominion University says lots of variables are making the outcome of this year's election impossible to predict. Because of redistricting, because of how many open seat races there are, you know, there's going to be so much turnover in both chambers because of that, because of how much money is flowing into the state. My crystal ball is murky here. Molusky says even election night calls are going to take longer. That's because Republicans are embracing early voting like never before. More of a mix means it'll take even longer for a winner to emerge in close races. The Greater Richmond Transit Company has announced that 60-foot-long buses will join the Pulse Rapid Transit line. Richmond BizSense reports that four new buses are expected to cost around $1.1 million each. They can carry 120 people apiece compared to the current models, which are 40 feet long and hold 76 passengers. Eventually, the larger buses will replace the current Pulse fleet. GRTC expects the new articulated buses to be on the road in 2025 alongside the 40-foot models. 
Over the last four years, researchers at Virginia Tech's Transportation Institute have been working on a blueprint for self-driving vehicles. On October 11th, an autonomous Ford F-150 navigated safety scenarios on closed Interstate 395 lanes in northern Virginia, according to the Virginia Mercury. The ongoing study is designed to help lawmakers with future policymaking, as well as for developers to get a better handle on autonomous vehicles. The results are set to be online early next year. A voter referendum on the Hanover County ballot this election will determine how school board members are selected. The county remains one of the few Virginia localities in which school board members are appointed, in this case by the Board of Supervisors. But as VPM News' Lyndon German reports, Hanover voters will decide this November whether those representatives should be elected. In September, Hanover residents gathered at the Ashland Library for a rally in favor of an elected school board. Sterling Daniel is a former school board member. He addressed concerns that taking school board selections to voters would make education too political. So clearly they haven't had a TV on in the last two years or so school board meeting. Politics has always been in school divisions. It has always been in school boards. The event was hosted by the nonpartisan group Hanover Citizens for an Elected School Board. Over the last two years, the group petitioned the courts and Hanover Elections Office to add this question to the ballot. Shall the method of selecting the school board be changed from appointment by the governing body to direct election by the voters? Here's Daniel again. Go make them get out there. Go make them tell you what they want to do for education and let them earn their spot on the school board, not because they have an R or a D next to their name. Virginia has a long, sordid history with appointed school boards that stems from Jim Crow era policies of the early to mid 20th century. It wasn't until 1947 that the Virginia General Assembly passed a law permitting Arlington County to elect its school board. When the U.S. Supreme Court ended school segregation in 1954, Arlington was the first to integrate its school system. In response, the General Assembly repealed the law permitting school board elections. After multiple legal battles spurred by groups like the NAACP, the General Assembly finally permitted all Virginia districts to petition for school board elections, beginning in 1992. Today, only 12 of 132 school boards are still appointed. What we want is democracy in Hanover County. Patricia Hunter-Jordan is president of the Hanover NAACP. If we have an elected school board, we have a say in who represents us. Currently, we do not have a say. Hunter-Jordan says an elected board's interest would be more aligned with the will of its constituents rather than the board that appoints it. We want representation. We want equity. We want the same things that everyone else has. The school board's recent decisions to ban books it deemed inappropriate and remove protections for transgender students drove a group to collect over 10,000 voters' signatures for a referendum petition. Kim Catley, a mother from the Ashland District, began volunteering with the Hanover Citizens for an elected school board after signing the petition. My hope is that an elected school board would be feel much more accountable and responsive to everybody, not, not just the people that they agree with. But Karen Reardon in the Chickahominy District says she's voting no to keep politics out of her child's classroom. I have worked a lot with elected school boards in the past, and they are often beholden to other political interests. A group opposing an elected school board called Keep Hanover Students First has outraised and outspent the Hanover Citizens for an Elected School Board by tens and thousands of dollars, according to finance records from the Virginia Public Access Project. The Hanover Republican Committee is the campaign's top donor. For Reardon, an election won't change the fact that Hanover residents are divided over how to protect and educate their children. I am missing what 
about an elected school board will change any of the things that need to be changed. But the NAACP's Hunter Jordan says just having the choice in the hands of the voters is a step in the right direction. Why would you not want to vote for someone to represent you? I I can't see an answer to that. But in less than a week, a divided Hanover could decide to keep the process the way it's always been. Lyndon German, VPM News. This has been the VPM Daily Newscast. Some of these stories may have changed since the newscast was recorded. You can stay connected to what matters by heading to vpm.org news or follow us on Facebook, Twitter, and Instagram at myvpm. VPM. Hi, it's Terry Gross, the host of Fresh Air. We bring you in-depth, long-form interviews with actors, directors, musicians, authors, journalists, and more. Listen to our Peabody Award-winning Fresh Air podcast from WHYY and NPR.